This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 587 with Kalila Lyons. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 587. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Mama Zen, the number one mindful parenting app. To try out Mama Zen for free, go to your app store or Google Play and download Mama Zen today. That's M-A-M-A-Z-E-N and use the promo code SHAMELESS to unlock your free trial. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics are made with high-performance, skin-loving, cruelty-free ingredients. To get started with Thrive Cosmetics and save 15% off your first purchase, go to thrivecosmetics.com shameless and use the code shameless at checkout. Kalila Lyons is the founder of Answer the Moment LLC, as well as a keynote speaker, mentor, advisory council member, and thought leader. She's also a diversity, equity, and inclusion leader devoted to the advocacy of underrepresented and untapped talent in others. Through her practical approach, she integrates passion and purpose to disrupt narratives and create cultures of inclusion where people can connect as humans and live human excellence. Kalila is also the managing director and co-founder of Candidly Connecting, where she ignites bold and essential conversations with children and their parents. 
Through this online platform and upcoming podcast, parents are equipped with tools, resources, and role models to begin having real dialogue and understand the diverse resilience that enables communities to thrive. With digestible coaching and a dynamic online community, parents and children can create diversity and inclusion naturally in their daily lives through the power of storytelling. Kalila was introduced to me through our mutual friend, Maria Ross. Shout out, Maria. Thank you for the amazing introduction. And when Kalila and I met via Zoom to just have a little introductory conversation and see how we could support one another, I immediately knew I wanted her to be a guest on the show. I'm so excited about the work she's doing with children and candid conversations. And I think that you're going to learn a lot from this episode and feel really inspired and probably want to check out all the things that Kalila is doing with Candidly Connecting. So listening to hear Kalila share how hard experience experiences in 2019 fertilized her current foundation here today in 2021. The importance of believe, breathe, and be as we navigate hard times and non-linear growth and healing. What inspired her to start having candid conversations around talking to kids about diversity and inclusion the same way we talk about healthy eating and other given conversations we're having with our kids every day. How candidly connecting is creating the space for ongoing integration of stories of diversity how to interpret stories with our hearts, our heads, and our hands, the opportunity we have as parents to leave a legacy of changing communities, how to redefine privilege in order to leverage your power for change, and the importance of acknowledging your lived experiences as achievements. This was a fantastic conversation. I'm so excited to invite you in. So with all that said, let's welcome Kalila Lyons to the Shameless Mom Academy. Kalila, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. So I have to give a shout out to Maria Ross, who connected us, suspecting maybe we would hit it off. And we (laughs) did a call a week or two ago, Uh totally hit it off. And so thank you, Maria, for making this happen. Absolutely. Snaps to Maria. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. So when Maria connected us, she talked about how you are having candid conversations and helping people connect more candidly. And she was like, I think that Kalila is having the kinds of conversations with women that you also have on your show. And you two should just talk about that. And I was like, yes, please sign me up. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. And if you want to share about candidly connecting, you can do that as well. Yes, I am excited about a lot right now, Sarah. It's so much and so much of my life experience that I've experienced, you know, the good and the bad has driven me to where I'm standing today, the professional, the personal, and just doing so without boundaries in how I show up and showing up just very candidly as me. And and to be honest and to share with everyone, my 2019 was kind of a shit show. I got divorced. I lost my grandmother. I had to relinquish my cat that I had had for 14 years. But I'll tell you, all of that really fertilized a whole new foundation for me to bloom. And I like to say, be founded at 40, which has just been exciting and so new and just unlearning and redefining so much of what it means to be a woman, to be a mother, to find joy, to get these new ways of accepting time and order. So I'll say, you know, and this may be a little different than how people answer it, but I'm really excited about the mindset that I have today. And how it's guiding me in what I'm doing, including 
leaving corporate America after 20 plus years and starting two LLCs, you know, in the midst of the pandemic. I had some time to reflect and really think about what's important to me, how I want to live my life. And when an opportunity presented itself that I couldn't say no to without hesitancy, I answered it and, you know, put in my resignation. And now I'm here with two LLCs and just unlearning success, urgency, and, you know, answering the moment, which is why one of my LLCs is answer the moment. (laughs) And then the other LLC that I am incredibly excited about, which is why we're connecting as well, is Candidly Connecting, which is focused on evolving, expanding, and touching lives through conversations that we're having with our children and really looking to change generations through candid conversations with our kids about the lives that we're having. So being able to take this work and offer new perspectives, create brave spaces for parents is something that I am immensely, immensely excited about. And just being really intentional with this work around creating legacy and the purpose of my destiny, it's just exciting. And as I think about the stories that we're curating and collecting from, you know, all of our lived experiences, and I'm able to integrate some of my lived experiences in these conversations. It's thrilling. It feels magical at times as we're having the conversations. And it seems like people are just ready, given all that we've been through the past year and a half for what Candidly Connecting is looking to do in nurturing conversations in a new way and empowering our kids in a new way. So all of that right now, Sarah has me very, very excited. I love it. Oh my goodness. You used a word a minute ago that I want to go back to. You talked about how hard experiences fertilized your current foundation and what you're doing now. And yes, that is such a great word. And I'm not sure that I've heard it used in that way before. And I feel like it's so perfect. (laughs) Just like, can you dig into that just a little bit more? Cause I think it's, I want everyone to start using this word now in this way. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it, it goes back to one of my signature talks around how we need to experience life through the B list versus focusing on achieving life through the A list. Mm. And in 2019, I had to really take some reflection on what was happening to my life and stop looking at it as I lost this, I'm achieving this, I'm getting accolades for this, this has now become a disappointment. And looking at these things, these experiences is really helping me to become who I needed to be in this new phase in my life that has presented itself to me, presented itself for me. And going back really quickly to the B list, it gets to the bounces that we're going to go through the bumps that get us out of a place of complacency, how we need to give ourselves a boost, whether that's an increase with a boost or giving ourselves a boost to kind of decrease some of the things in our life and how we start to build ourselves up and really just believe and breathe and be. And even as I say that, what I've recognized in that year as part of how this was fertilizing my new ground to stand on, it's not even linear. You know, you can go get bounced and get this instant belief, and then you can have some strong belief and get bumped and have to start all over again. But it's all fertilization for us and how we're experiencing 
life and how it allows us to continue to emerge. One of the things that I recognize too during this time and still hold on is every day I'm showing up as me and every day I'm going to leave the day as a new me. And that's part of that fertilization too. And and that's a whole nother podcast, Sarah, that I can get into because I have a lot around that. But when I think about, or when I express the fertilization, it's really looking at these experiences as seeds for me to harvest and live a life of abundance and benevolence. And that was a huge shift for me in 2019, looking at all that was going on and finding how it was helping me become who I need to be. Mm. I love that synthesis. I think it's really important. And I would imagine when you have with it, with 2019 being this year, that sounds hard and transformative and full of, as you said, loss, and I'm imagining grief on the back end of that. Mm -hmm. And then you go into 2020, which not a joy, (laughs) not a joy of a year. I'm like, did it, did 2019, were you already seeing this? Like these things now I have, like now I'm, I've already created this space for 2019 to fertilize me as I move forward to fertilize my experience and my perspective. So that as I walk into what 2020 turned into that you could be in that space of believe, breathe and be, or were you still like, how is the shit show continuing? So, you know, and I'll say life is a yes. And (laughs) it's amazing moments and it has its shitty moments too. So it's some of the shit show still, but it's nowhere near what it was in 2020. But when I was going through 2020, one of the things that I held on to was that there was a lot I was going to let go and not carry with me into the new decade. And so when I walked into 2020 before the pandemic hit, I had already gone through the process of just letting go of certain mindsets, letting go of certain relationships and became very open to whatever was going to come to me. Again, that's why I have the LLC answer the moment, because that was how I started living my life. And it it allowed so much to come to me. So even with all that was happening with 2020 and 2020 was heavy for me as a black woman, as a black woman in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space and doing the work that I was doing again, because I was looking at how is this for me? How can I stand in these different spaces as me? I started to, again, emerge in new ways. The emergence doesn't stop. And so it continued for me and got me recognizing, you know, we're home, And there was definitely the isolation of working from home, but I also recognized I like the freedom Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was starting to have outside of going into the corporate office. I was able to take on more things that I wouldn't have been able to take on if I was going into the office every day and really starting to pay attention, pay more attention to what was fueling me, what was providing fertilization. And with that, I started getting in my mind, quite honestly, when they say we need to go back in the office in 2021, I'm not going. I had already made that declaration. I did not have a plan (laughs) at the time. I still didn't have a full thought out business plan when I said, yes, I am leaving, but I had enough before me to feel comfortable saying yes. One of the things I've also learned too is, you know, answering the moment for me provides you know, a really strong foundation to stand on and this boldness and this fire and more so than having a plan I need to complete ahead of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about Candidly Connecting and what inspired it. 
Absolutely. So I'll start, I think, with how it began and then how it's evolved to what it is today. So after Ahmaud Aubrey was murdered in 2020, and at this point we had seen a couple murders of Black men, I put out a call to parents through a social media posting a video post stating that we really need to start talking to our children about what's happening in society. Not bringing all the gory details from the news, but really meeting children where they are in the conversation, but having the conversation with them. Honest word by honest word about diversity, about differences, injustice, inclusion, and not only that, but starting to talk to them about how they can be an ally for Mm -hmm. others and really thinking about how can we normalize these conversations in the same way we do healthy eating, in the same way we do safety stranger danger, the things that help them, you know, actualize their full potential, being an ally, being an advocate, creator of inclusive communities is part of that. And they have that power in them as children. And I wanted to start seeing inclusion at the playground and having conversations at home about all these different people that we share society with and thinking about or getting our children to start to think about celebrating, appreciating, acknowledging the people that they inevitably are going to share space with and that will be different. But instead of seeing different as something bad, something that requires distance, instead seeing difference and feeling curiosity and feeling empathy and community and how can we provide ways for them to act on those feelings. And a lot of that comes from us as the adults in their lives, whether it's as parents or educators or other essential adults, the conversations that we're having with them are contributing to their well-being and how they are going to show up. So after I did that post, Sarah, I received all these private messages from parents sharing they didn't know how to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what conversation to have, who they should be speaking about, what they should be saying. And it was a huge aha for me, that there was this opportunity to provide something for parents to talk to children, parents, educators, other adults, talk to children in an approachable, practical, relevant way about the people that they share the world with. And so at the same time, Veronica Appleton, who is an amazing diversity, equity, and inclusion leader, she's also a children's book author, She reached out to me and was like, hey, I love what you're talking about. I love what you put out. Let's talk about this. And so we did some brainstorming on how can we come up with something new and empower parents in a way that feels natural and not necessarily reading a book and highlighting chapter two and going and speaking to the bullet points. But again, something that's organic and can be integrated into the day to day, which is how I approach my work overall. And so with that... Candidly Connecting was born. The name came from our intent focus on wanting to make sure we were having candid conversations with children, not necessarily even safe, but just very candid, necessary conversations and meeting them where they are. And it's just evolved into this beautiful thing that it is today and in a very natural way, which is engaging storytelling modules that we're going to be sharing each month that create empathy deep in connections, just these beautiful, messy, (laughs) nuanced stories 
of people and very intimate and then having conversation catalysts to allow for reflection and conversation starters and actions that we as adults can take with our children to continue to act upon what we're learning as we're listening to the stories that people are sharing. And it's, it's just all about exposure, education, empowerment through storytelling and just providing this platform to expose caring adults to circles of influence or, or circles that are outside of their normal circle of influence, because we have the people that we naturally connect with, that we naturally are attracted to, that we feel safe around. But again, there's this whole society that we pass by every day when we're out. Let's start hearing some of these stories, sharing these stories with our children and starting to candidly connect and create inclusive communities through this and doing it in a way that allows adults to be safe, to feel safe, you know, brave spaces and be vulnerable on this journey that we take together. So we also, you know, we just started saying we see Candidly Connecting as audio masterclass, intersecting with PBS kids, intersecting with diversity, equity, and inclusion. I love it. This episode is supported by Mama Zen. So Mama Zen is the number one mindful parenting app for moms who want to raise happier kids and also for moms who just need some help, like not losing their patience. (laughs) Or for moms like me who struggle with anxiety. For moms who just are like, you know, we keep talking about, I keep talking about on the show, we're all just like one disappointment or frustration away from just completely losing it, whether it's losing it with our kids in our moment of parenting or losing it in the bank parking lot, as I talked about with myself recently. We're just all on the edge, on the brink of having a toddler meltdown, even if we're 45 years old, as is my case. And so Mama Zen is a great tool that I have been using to support my mindfulness habits during this time. So if you are experiencing impatience, anger, anxiety, maybe yelling more than you would like to, you need to download this app. So I am using Mama Zen for their mind power sessions. So their mind power sessions are short. They're just two to 18 minutes long. And you can do them as often as you want. And if you only have a couple options a week or a couple times a week to do them, even just once or twice a week can absolutely help the way that your brain works and that your mind functions to help you gain patience and calmness and less anxiety in these tough times. So I've been going into Mama Zen when I just have a few minutes between things to just let my mind chill. And I go in and I'm telling you, the sessions are short, but they immediately get you into a more relaxed mental state. And they immediately bring you to a place where you can just reconnect with your breath, with your body for just a few minutes. And then you can return to your day, even if you have to return to chaos and feel like you have your wits about you a little bit more. So Mama Zen has really been creating things specifically for moms to support our mental health during this time. I want you to go check out what they're doing because I got to meet with the owners, a couple, who own who created Mama Zen last week. And I cannot tell you how thoughtful and intentionally they have created this entire app experience. So here's what they have for you. They want you to go try out Mama Zen and see for yourself how much better you can feel as a mom. Go to your app store or to Google Play and download Mama Zen today. That's Mama Zen, M-A-M-A-Z-E-N. And when you use the promo code SHAMELESS, you can unlock your free trial so that you can try Mama Zen for yourself totally free. So again, that's Mama Zen, M-A-M-A-Z-E-N, promo code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. And I think it was in our conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm making this up. Did we talk about how you were looking at what PBS had done after the murder of George Floyd and the conversation that they started with the special that they did? And then looking at like, how can that be expanded upon that? This isn't like a one-time special, but we can continue to have these kinds of conversations. Am I making this up? I have not. I did not see that special. I just wrote that down so I can look at that special. However, what you said is pivotal in creating this new trajectory of how do we continue the conversation? Because that's 
what happens just overall in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. We do these one-time things and they're right. amazing. Right. And then because we're not having tools to continue the conversation, we go back to what feels natural to us. Right. And right. we're not acting on this new awareness that we were excited about, but we're not sure how to continue it. So what Candidly Connecting is doing is helping to continue the conversation and adding to the conversation with new stories each month, with new resources each month. And everyone has a story. It's endless in how much we can learn and what we can learn about people. I mean, I'm talking to people on some of these podcasts that I have known forever, and I am learning new intimate details about their lives because I've just never seen this part of their life. And and we've shared broken bread together, spent hours together and I'm still learning. So it's definitely what you said. It's, it's about how do we continue the conversation and not just continue the conversation, but take action upon the conversation. Right. And one of the things I remember from our conversation was that like so much of this was inspired by everything that happened after Ahmaud Arbery and after Mm -hmm. George Floyd and their loss of lives. But beyond that, there was space for so many conversations around diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And some of those conversations are absolutely around black lives. And then when I, when we were talking, you were talking about other examples of like other kinds of conversations that we need to be having with kids and that are stories about children with disabilities and Mm -hmm. the LGBTQ plus community and Mm -hmm. all sorts of different kinds of conversations. And to your point around creating space for this, like ongoing integration versus like these stories that we're having that are in a separate container, like when you get one book or one thing, and then like you finish the last page and you tie it in a bow and it's done. Right. Yes. And, you know, I want to say yes. And because I think some of those books offer some amazing knowledge, but to your point, the thing with books is you close it and you're done. Mm -hmm. And so how can we add to that conversation in a very dynamic and holistic way that gets at our heart, that gets at our hands, that gets at our head as well. So the head, heart, hands, you know, I'm not sure how familiar everyone is with that, but that's getting at with the head, how you're thinking about it and taking in this new information, the heart and how you're feeling about it and being motivated to act on it and taking your hands and actually bringing some action to it. And Candidly Connecting is very focused on making sure we get at the head, the heart and the hands. Mm, I love that. Can you tell us how your journey has contributed to what Candidly Connecting is today? Yeah. You know, it's, I want to say everybody's journey, I feel like is contributing to what candidly connecting to is today. Every time I host an identity illustrator, and that's what we have affectionately called the guests on our podcast, Mm. I'm able to relate. My journey is their journey is everyone else's journey. And when you hear the lessons, the moments, you can immediately just feel the connections, these candid connections. And in my journey is no exception. I have been an outsider for so many arbitrary reasons, including on the playgrounds, in my home, at work, and all that has contributed to how I stand with candidly connecting today. I have biracial children that I have to have conversations with given different pieces of their identity that have to be considered as they start getting older 
and going into different spaces. You know, I've had a little girl walk up to me and call me chocolate and (laughs) couldn't help but think somewhere in her day-to-day experience, an adult has referred to Black people as chocolate. And it's better than other references, but it was the exposure, right, that she had, that she's normalized, that led her to think, I can walk up to this woman, call her chocolate, and we can connect. And I've been at most a mostly white camp. I attended, I should say, a mostly white camp when I was little. And I was told, and this still hits me sometimes, I couldn't play house because there was no one else Black for me to be in a pretend family with. And these are children, right? These are children. We should be in imaginary play. But because of how they're socialized and because of what they're saying is normal, super innocent when they're saying it, not mean, but there's no one else Black for you, Kalila. So you can't play house (laughs) with us. You know, and I've had reactions based on my age, being from East St. Louis, which whoever's not familiar with that, that's a low economic, all black city because of my interracial marriage, when I was divorced, all of these things, you know, people reacting, responding to me, connecting to me or not connecting to me because of what they think they know and Mm, the narratives they've created based on their experience, but not taking time to understand mine, which is what Mm. candidly connecting is allowing us to do, understand other people's narratives. I've led, you know, courageous conversations as a DEI leader, diversity, equity, inclusion leader with adults in the workplace, different healing sessions. And so many people in those sessions have said, how do I take this home? And I've just learned over my 20 plus years working in different types of work cultures with different leaders and employees, how we show up in the work is much more important to me. And what I've noticed in the success, how we're showing up in the work is is much more important than what we're doing with the work. And so much of that. that. So you can have, I'll use some of my examples with diversity, equity, inclusion work in the workplace. You can have the best strategy, right? And have the best work. And, And as an example, say you're going to recruit people of color and actually go out doing the work of recruiting people of color. But if you haven't addressed your biases, if you aren't displaying inclusive behaviors, that work is going to fail because the connections are going to be missed. The sense of belonging is going to be missed. And at the end of the day, it's almost like checking the box. You know, we know that term and it feeling more like compliance than this internally motivated action that we're taking that's going to be sustained because it is an internally motivated action. So, you know, not to go too far off a tangent, but I've been in work situations too, where people have said, I want to get more diversity on my team. Let's talk about how we can recruit people of color. And I say, you know, before we get to that, what, let's talk about how you're showing up in this work, why you're thinking the way you think, and they don't want to go there they're uncomfortable going there. And so I challenge them, how do you think you're going to bring people of color in if you're uncomfortable having a conversation about how you may be thinking about them? That's Mm -hmm. not going to provide the psychological safety, the trust, the genuine inclusion that's needed for now these different types of people that we're wanting to bring into our space, allowing them to be authentic and their full selves. Right. So that's what I mean about how we show up and you can see it, you know, and people get it right away. If you're just kind of going through the motions versus genuinely putting that heart 
I would say behind the head and the hands. Right. And that comes from how we connect, which comes from the conversations that we have. And that comes from curiosity and starting to get cultural competence of others experience again, outside of our own circle of experience our circle of influence. And so with this work, you know, I felt like with my journey and just thinking about so much, especially in 2020 of what was going on, how can I contribute to the conversations that we need to have and do so in a way that felt natural for me Um, and being able to take all that I am, all that I know, all that I've done and add this new layer to the conversation around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, you know, through conversations with Veronica and, and coming up with candidly connecting, it's come about with empowering our adults, our parents, our educators, other caring adults with their connection to children through the power of others' stories. That just feels right. It feels natural. A next step in my journey and and feels right and natural for where we are as a society and just setting this new trajectory for our babes and how they're showing up in inclusion and equity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You use the term identity illustrator. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that term. I think that's I want to know more, but I also really love it. <laughs> I love without even knowing more. I already <laughs> it's so, and Sarah, I'll tell you to know me is to know I love to name things. And I also love alliterations. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love alliteration. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, is it too much? Are people annoyed with my love for alliteration? So I appreciate it. No, and I just, I have a deep love for words as well. And so Identity Illustrators is really exactly what it says. We're bringing people on to illustrate their experiences based on their identity. So their identity as a mother of an autistic son, illustrate for us what that is. Bring us into your worlds. Their identity as a biracial or I'm sorry, a father, I'm just thinking about the different stories, a father who is black and married to a white woman and illustrating what that's been like for them and their two children, or, you know, I share with us your identity as someone who came into this country as a refugee, as a child, and illustrate that experience of the different boxes people put you in and created exclusion right away simply because of where you came from. So we see them not just as guests sharing stories, which they are, but they're really taking time and getting intimate and open and vulnerable and illustrating so much of their life. And so that's why we call them affectionately identity illustrators, because they are illustrating, again, how different parts of their identity has created different experiences for them in society. I love what it actually means, but then like the alliteration on top of it makes it, (laughs) especially alliteration makes everything better. That's why I have the B list and I have all these, I didn't even get into with the B list. There's an I list in there to consider. There's a C list in there to consider a D list. So I, one of my DEI approaches when I consult is the E list to elevate. So I love alliteration. (laughs) It makes things easy to take in as well. (laughs) I had a coach a few years ago 
probably, I don't know how long ago now, but anyways, I had this coach and she was a master at alliteration. And I remember, and I was like, how do you do it? It just seems to like come so naturally. And she's like, I promise you, if you start trying to alliterate a handful of things, you just start seeing opportunities everywhere. (laughs) And sure enough, I started trying to do alliteration here and there. And now I'm like, what else can I do? (laughs) For a while, I had this note in my phone in my notes app that was literally like, I would take a letter and just like put, so when I was first launching the podcast, I had like the letter P and I was like, okay, positive, powerful, purposeful, productive. And then I I would just, I'd be out for a run and be like, oh, okay, D, disciplined, determined. (laughs) I'm like, I must be the biggest dork because surely no No. one else is doing this. I am. I swear, Sarah, I am right there. If you ever want to have a podcast on the power of alliteration for affirmation, you see how I just did that? Oh, look at that. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This could be like a whole nother gig. I love it. So good. Okay. So you want to teach others about how we can leave a legacy of changing communities one generation at a time, Oh, which yes. I love by changing the conversations that we have with our children, which you have already said that like, this is how we do it. It can't just be like us reading a book to ourselves. I can't mm-hmm. just read, you know, Ijeoma Aluo's book. So you want to talk about race and then like not do anything with that or not have that impact my parenting. So where does that begin? And then how can parents step up to the plate with this and have this be in this ongoing work? Yeah. And I think I'm going to answer this a little different instead of providing a list of actions to take right away, because going back to some of what I was hitting on before, it begins with our mindset, right? Because Mm. the internal motivation, the psychological transitions that we need to make is what is going to ensure that we're getting the change we want, we're creating the change we want, and we're sustaining the change that we want. And without understanding and placing attention and intention on how you're showing up in the work, or even why you're showing up in the work and and owning your why, it's going to be hard to have a lot of innovation and impact with the what of the work if we're not getting at the how and the why. And, you know, I mentioned before, I've worked with many people in this space who want to bring justice, but they don't want to have a conversations about their biases or simply how they got there because biases are part of the human experience. We create a hundred impressions of someone in the first 30 seconds that we meet them. That's just a natural way that our brain works. 40% of the decisions that we make each day are based on habits. So it's just how it works. It doesn't have to be this negative thing, but we have to start navigating our mindset or we're going to have some unintentional consequences and possibly widen that intent to impact gaps. So you know, with questioning your mindset, starting to think about how do things get to be this way? Why is it this way? How am I contributing to what's going on in society? How can I evolve? What do I need to learn? And why do I think about X, Y, Z? And with the whys, I, I go back to, I teach this when I do DEI as well, the five whys, right? So start with, if you're feeling nervous in a certain situation, pausing, pivoting and then proceeding. So there's some alliteration there, (laughs) (laughs) but pausing and thinking, why did I get nervous? And then whatever, whatever the first answer is, then question that with a why and do that five times until you really get to the root of 
why did you get nervous? Or why did I feel the need to add the person's race to the description when Mm -hmm. I talked about my doctor? Or why did I just get agitated when this certain person started talking? And again, following those whys up with four more whys is really going to help you start navigating some of your biases. It seems simple, but once you get in the habit of it, it really starts to reveal some things for you. Or getting principles is going to help you stay on this path because it can be difficult, right? So remembering it's going to be uncomfortable until it isn't, or unfamiliarity leads me to something new or simply it's okay. If I don't know, I can learn with my children on this journey. And another big one that I want to put out there, because I hear this all the time, privilege creates opportunity. We really need to redefine privilege. I cannot tell you how many times in conversations people say, well, you know, I understand I am this affluent white woman. So that's a great thing. (laughs) You have privilege to create opportunity. Let's not look at privilege as a bad thing and start to look at experience as the new achievement and going out and getting different experiences. And then another principle to hold on to is disrupt your C's. So again, alliteration, but thinking about your circle of influence, which I've talked about a few times. So these are the people that you have dinner with all the time, the people that you're associating with work, looking at their race, looking at their gender, their socioeconomic status, who's missing, how common, what do they all have in common? And what more can you explore to expand your circle? thinking about the choices, the circumstances, the considerations you make and disrupting the status quo around those and how they can be evolved through exposure and education and just staying curious, but not just staying curious, but curious with purpose. So asking questions, but asking questions with the intent of taking new awareness, understanding education and committing to action. Even if that action is simply sharing something new that you learned with your children. So when I think about what we can do to step up to the plate, it's getting tools that's going to help create and sustain the mindset for inclusion. That's what's going to equip us to step up Mm -hmm. to the plate and keep us motivated and inspired for the challenges, you know, the change, the creation and doing things in a very new way. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for 
understood explains and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about, so it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over 1 million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder, so if you are a heavy heavy shedder, or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself, and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. Because once you have your mindset in check, even if you strike, and there's going to be strikes along the way with this work, you're always ready to swing. You're at the plate Mm -hmm. and you're ready with the right mindset. And I think starting there is one of the greatest things that we as parents, teachers, adults on this journey for inclusion can do to make sure we're getting the right work done. Absolutely. This episode is supported by Thrive Cosmetics. I get so excited whenever I get to talk about Thrive Cosmetics, mostly because I like to talk about their mascara. I'm such a big fan of their mascara. Their liquid lash extension mascara is something I'm asked about all the time. Whenever I'm on either Facebook Live or on Instagram stories, people pop in and ask me, what's that mascara again that you use? Because it looks like I have lash extensions and I don't. It's just this liquid lash extension mascara. I love it so much. And I know so many of you are using it because you've heard me talk about it because you keep telling me how you're using it and you also love it. Okay, but here's the thing. I love Thrive for other reasons too. I love that they have clean, high-performing, skin-loving ingredients in all of their products. And I love that their products are safe because they're formulated without things like parabens and sulfates and phthalates. Now, here's the other thing. They're never tested on animals, so they're vegan and cruelty-free. And best of all, they have their bigger than beauty mission. So for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic violence, fighting from cancer, and more. I so appreciate that Thrive Cosmetics shows up with a mission. They show up in a really responsible way in terms of how they are making healthy, clean products for all of us. And then they have their amazing products. So the mascara is the best, but I also just started using their Define Gravity Eye Lifting Cream because I'm 45 and 45 year olds apparently need eye cream, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. Now, like in the last few years, my eyelids have started to get like flaky and wrinkly and like all these things that no one warns you about. And so I'm super 
pumped to be using their Define Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. I also, speaking of pump, they have it in a really cool pump. You can twist it to like make the pump go up and down, which is really great for travel, which I know we're not all traveling a ton, but I actually do have some travel coming up. And I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect for traveling. So I'm super excited about my eye cream as well. I want you to check out Thrive because I have a feeling they're going to have something that you love. And I have a feeling you're going to be thanking me. So here's what you can do. You can visit thrivecosmetics.com slash shameless for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Thrive Cosmetics, and listen to how this is spelled, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S. So notice how cosmetics is spelled with the word cause in it, like for a good cause. Thrivecosmetics.com slash shameless for 15% off your first order. That's thrivecosmetics.com slash shameless. Oh my goodness. I was taking like mad notes during that. Cause you said a couple <laughs> things that I want to go back to okay. that were really, I think really impactful and deserve like a second touch on. So you talked about redefining privilege and mm-hmm. I love that shift in definition. And I just want to make sure that I'm understanding correctly and making sure that everyone else kind of picked up on what you said that mm-hmm. acknowledging that you have privilege. And there's a lot of people that feel, tell me if you say, think this is appropriate or correct. A lot of people have fragility around their privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel so bad. I'm so privileged. And I, I uh, like, yes, we have this like weirdness <laughs> about it. Yeah. We don't know what to do with it. And so yes. we just immediately feel guilty. And you, your reframe is like, no, this is so great because that means that you have power. And so now you actually have it within you to help be part of the change. And also like, let that be part of your legacy. Like you are in this, yes. use your privilege for that. So am, am I Picking up on that the way you intended. That is 100% it. And that is why this work has to be holistic and dynamic and integrated in so many ways, because I think people are learning about the concept of privilege and the concept Mm -hmm. of fragility, but not getting enough layers and textures around it. So then they just are left feeling bad. about it. Maria Ross, who we have in common, when Mm -hmm. she did her podcast, she shared a story of a friend of hers. So now this is like, you know, three steps away from the person who actually lived it. But her friend has a son who's white, male, cisgender. And I maybe I'm totally paraphrasing, but he looked at his privilege, okay, of being white, male, cisgender. And he immediately thought, I have a lot of accountability, And that's exactly what it is. It's just, how are we going to take this and be accountable to creating inclusion, creating justice in our society that we're living in? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that shift around accountability too. That's so important. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to touch on is viewing your experience as achievement. And this is like, Oh my goodness. This is so powerful in so many ways. There's this exercise I have members in my community do from time to time. I've had people do it in a few different ways and situations, but where I have them list out times they've been courageous in their life and look at like, how do those times when you've been courageous, whether chosen or not. So Mm -hmm. it might be that you chose to run a marathon and that was really courageous and it changed your life in the following ways. Or it might be that you were the victim of domestic violence and how to, where you had to be courageous, not by choice, but in order to like, you know, stay alive and get out and what have you. Yes. And in both of those experiences, the way that you had to show up and practice courage in order to keep going or in order to get through a situation has now qualified you to be more courageous in terms of how you show up in the workplace and how you go after leadership and how you ask for a raise, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And so when you talk about viewing experience as achievement, I think that so often achievement for us is like, is defined by 
society's definition of like following a very specific path from like high school to college, to career, to X amount of dollars in the bank a year to, you know, cute house and then cuter second house and two cars (laughs) and fun vacation and pretty Uh pictures on Insta, like all these things. And instead of looking at achievement in those ways, we can look at experience. And so when you look back at like 2019, Mm -hmm. That was a major achievement. That's right. That's exactly. For all of us, 2020, major achievement. Yes. 2021, major achievement. And so, because right. we get to own these experiences, we get to own mm-hmm. these like wild things that we're living through right now that feel so impossibly hard at times. And as we're recording this, we're in this moment of like Delta feeling like maybe it's going to really right. complicate our lives all over again. And there is a sense of like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to not feel impossibly hard? Like just when we feel like we have this glimmer of hope, then there's, it feels like something's pulled out and how will we have, how will we be able to leverage this experience as Mm -hmm. achievement as we move forward? And I really, really think, and this is something I've talked with my business coaching clients about so much in the last year and a half is that we are living in this time where the work that we are doing is traction for what's ahead. And it is absolutely everything that we are accomplishing during this time is achievements that are, I mean, there are like high fertilization achievements. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are high fertilization. I have to write that down so I can hold on to that. I love how we're learning so much from each other and getting this. Yeah, I mean, as you're saying what you're saying, which is just brilliant, it's taking me back to like when you said owning our experience, that's what we need to be owning to move through life, not thinking about how we're owning the house, what we're right. owning in our bank accounts, because those things can be taken away. And if we allow those to define who we are, we're going to go up and down. But if Mm -hmm. we allow our experiences to define who we are, and those will always own, nothing can take those away. We can stand in who we are with conviction and unwavering in our truth. And that matters a lot too, in standing in this work around inclusion. I've, you know, one of my mantras that I hold on to for myself is my lived life is my ideal life, period. Mm, I love that. So that's so important and powerful Mm -hmm. and empowering. Mm -hmm. So good. You always ask at the end of your podcast, what (laughs) do you want children to know based on the experiences shared? Yes. What would you like children to know based on your journey? Uh, There's so much, and there's so much that I've even learned just from our identity illustrators. But one of the biggest things is I want children to know that their feelings are valid, that their questions are valid, despite the response that they may get with their questions. Their questions are indeed valid. Their thoughts on life, exactly where they are and how they're standing today are valid and matter to the world. And, and, you know, on the flip side of that, the adults, we don't know everything and we get scared by what's unfamiliar as well. And, you know, I want children to know that having a life with bumps that requires us to bounce, that requires us at times to have outrageous beliefs in what's possible. All of this is life that's for us to light our fires and to go out and burn in our truth and and, and just set the world on fire in our truth. And in going back to experience and achievement, it's experience over achievement that makes life amazing. So start really internalizing that as children, because I don't think the way we socialize our children, that's always the case. 
And who we're becoming is going to matter so much more than what we're doing. I want children to know that how they stand in their community and for their community, even on the playground, is shaping community because all of who they are, again, matters. That life is full of yes ands. So life is beautiful and it's messy. (laughs) People are amazing and they are complex. And yes, you are children. And yes, you are absolutely powerful. And I want children to know that they are the evolution of our communities and to find freedom in that and never have it feel like a burden, that everything that they're feeling, everything that they're experiencing is of the human experience and it's for us and everything has a purpose and their purpose is going to evolve. So how they feel today can change next week, can change in two years, can change in 10 years. And that's okay if it's the purpose that they feel strong in and conviction in, hold on to it, let it evolve and make sure that it's an evolution that's focused on helping other people, helping our communities to evolve. Yes, 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 yes. In what ways are you currently showing up as a shameless mom? Uh, I think several ways. And that's probably a question that could be a full podcast in itself. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, I wouldn't say I think I know leading with joy and appreciation, being a brave space curator, letting go of compromising and settling and just focusing on how can I have it all and really being bold in that speaking into life and not about life, accepting all of my choices. Cause you know, there's some that you look back on and you're like, what was I thinking, but fully accepting <laughs> and appreciating them because they have me standing as I stand today, being shameless and focusing on flow, not balance because there is no balance, but I definitely can own how I flow with life. As I mentioned before, knowing that my ideal life is my lived life and really working in what I do to create platforms and spaces to show the beauty and the unfamiliar and honoring, you know, the fact that humans, I want us to focus on how we're being excellent, how we're staying inspired, how we're honoring our evolution as individuals and habitually questioning barriers and status quo. Yes. Oh my goodness. So good, Clela. Okay. So where can people find you? Where can they connect with Candidly Connecting? Tell us all the resources and all the goodies. Absolutely. So for Candidly Connecting, you can always go to candidlyconnecting.com and join the wait list, subscribe once we launch. And for me, and this will go live. And this is what we had a big talk about. Yes. <laughs> When are we talking, when we're having this conversation versus when the podcast is launching. So this podcast is going to go live right after your podcast has launched. Yes. So So, people can go find Candidly Connecting on all podcast platforms. Is that correct? Well, we're going to be on Spotify for sure, Okay. but our other platforms will be on candidlyconnecting.com. Got it. So candidlyconnecting.com is definitely the hub to find all the places to find us for social media, for the podcast as well. 
And then to get to know me personally, I am on Instagram under I am Kalila Lyons. I am also on LinkedIn and I have to give a shout out to Veronica Appleton, who is my co-founder and standing boldly with me. And she's, you know, I said, stay in flow, but she definitely is a balance in how we work together. So she is also on LinkedIn. You can find her on Instagram under veronicaappleton.com and you'll see her on the website as well. Nice. Okay. So in our show notes, I'm going to link up everything. I'm going to link up candidlyconnecting.com. I'll link up your LinkedIn and Instagram profiles as well. I'll link to Veronica's website so people can connect with you, find all the resources. I want everyone to go subscribe to or follow the podcast on Spotify. So go follow Candidly Connecting and then listen in. And are you going to be once a week with the show? So we will be launching four storytelling modules. So once you subscribe, you'll get four storytelling modules each month. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, lovely. Okay. All right. Oh my goodness. Kalila, this was really amazing. I know people had, I mean, you said that you wanted to start with mindset and I know there was some things in here where people had some mindset shifts just in the way we use words and terms and terminology Mm -hmm. to shift how we think and how we see the, all of this. And I think this is, was really, really powerful. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for everything that you're doing. So excited for members of our community to go follow you and all the brilliant work that you're doing over at candidlyconnecting.com. And just thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Sarah, for having me and engaging me in such a powerful dialogue. Thanks so much. So fun. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.